Hello, and welcome to the Lund University International Podcast. On the show, you'll hear from current students, alumni, teachers, and many more special guests as we explore what it's really like to live and study at Lund University. My name is Tim Parker, and I'm an International Communications Officer here at External Relations. All right, welcome into the studio today for another episode of the Lund University International Podcast, where we're talking about living in Malmo as an international student. And we have a very special guest here with us today who is actually living in Malmo. So that's perfect. Take it away. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Kim. Thanks so much for having me here. Um, I came here as a student from Germany, but I spent the last eight years in New Zealand to do my undergrad. And now I'm here at uh, Lund University to study environmental science and sustainability. Fantastic. And where are you from originally, Kim? I'm originally from Hamburg in Northern Germany. Nice. And we were just talking about before the pod how there's actually quite a lot of German students here in Lund. There, there are indeed. <laughs> when I moved here, when I spent my first uh, half a year in Lund, I was quite surprised how many Germans I heard in the streets, not just, of course, a lot of Swedes and um, English, but also a lot of German. Nice. Fantastic. Fantastic. And uh, well, we're talking about living in Melmo today, which is perfect. So just for those people out there that uh, don't know too much about Melmo, it's Sweden's third largest city, and it's located about a 10 or 15 minute train ride away from Lund. Um, and of course, living in Lund as an international student is a very awesome experience, but we do have students and staff who choose to live in Malmo as well. So Kim, you used to live in Lund for a few months first when you came, right? Yes, so mm. the first half a year, the first semester, I lived in Lund really close to the university, which was great. And I had a room in a shared apartment there. And then at the end of my first semester, I decided to move to Malmo, where I now live uh, in a sh small apartment together with my partner. Nice. Perfect. And just for the record, I, as a staff member, also live in Malmo. So we should be pretty <laughs> well educated to talk about the city. So, all right. So how does it compare living in Malmo to compared to living in Lund, Kim? To me, uh, living in, the benefit of living in Lund was obviously being close to the university, but I quite appreciate having a bit of distance on the weekends and being surrounded by a whole um, different bunch of people and having access to all the museums and um, the parks here in, in Malmö. So, yeah, to me, it's just a, having, a, having a different environment to what I have during the day. Nice. Yeah, I can actually relate to that as well. So I think Lund is really a very compact, very beautiful university town, um, but uh, it's not as large as Malmo, right? So there's just a, a few more things going on and you're kind of outside of the universe of Lund uh, when you live in Malmo a little bit, right? Especially because <laughs> I live very close to the city center. So there are heaps of pubs and different restaurants and um, parks and sort of cultural events uh, that, yeah, there are more of those in Malmö than there are in Lund, I think. So even when I was living in Lund, I would often go to Malmö on the weekends to go either to the parks, yeah, museums, um, exhibitions and those kind of things. So nice. I really liked, liked that about moving to Malmö, that I was just closer to this. 
Yeah. Cool. That's, yeah, there's, I mean, there is a lot of culture there in Malmo, really. As you mentioned, a lot of cafes, galleries, concerts, uh, sports also uh, to really get stuck into. So do you have any like favorite locations or any special things you'd like to do? I live really close to Folkets Park. Okay. And I really like walking through there. I think it's one of the oldest parks actually in in Sweden, as far as I know. And right now they have the, the ice rink there for Christmas and they've uh, installed, I think it's called Winterdrum, so Winter Dream, I think, or Winter Wonderland, uh, which is really lovely to walk around and it has quite a magical Christmas vibe. Right nice, magical now. Christmas yeah. vibe. Okay, that means a lot coming from someone from Germany. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are known for your amazing winter uh, Christmas, Christmas markets. markets. Yeah, yes. exactly. Perfect. Yeah, that's, yeah, th- okay. And also the Winterdrum, I mean, in previous years I've seen it, where they've had to have fake snow, but this year there's actual real snow here uh, in southern Sweden, so that's even cozier. Yeah, it's it's really lovely. I was there on the weekend, and I think they finished setting everything up two days before the snow hit. So it was really <laughs> lovely to walk through there with all the some of the maybe like fake snow trees, but also the real <laughs> snow. So it, uh, and the ice rink, and it was um, really lovely nice. to walk around. Did you have a go at ice skating? Not yet, but it's the plan for hopefully next weekend. Fingers crossed that we get more snow. Nice. Yeah, I'm thinking about it now, and I haven't actually been ice skating there either. I get a little bit afraid of losing my balance. <laughs> um, and I'm thinking of Folkets Park now as well. They have like um, uh, they have screen football matches there in the summer, and it's kind of like a meeting point for that part of Malmo in a way, I guess. I think in summer, when you go there in summer, there's always something going on, whether it's some someone... Um, singing or doing music or um, some kind of improv as well. <laughs> so, yeah, there's always something going on either there or in the other parks, I think. Yeah, exactly. And there's a, there is a lot of fantastic parks in Malmö. There's uh, Pildamsparken mm-hmm. as well, which is like popular uh, with runners. You always see yes. people running through there. Yes, <laughs> there are always lots of runners when you're there. Yeah, And even in colder, the colder months, sometimes it, the lake freezes over and there's people out there as well. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of great parks in Malmö, I would say, as well. And I was going to ask you this a little bit later, Kim, but I'm thinking about it now because we're talking uh, talking about Folkets Park and that area. So that is quite close to Triangen Station. So is that how you commute to Lund? Yes. So I live about five to seven minutes bike ride south of Triangen. So mm-hmm. every morning I bike, bike to Triangen, leave my bike there, then catch the train that runs every... I would say five minutes. So it doesn't matter if you miss one because there will be another. It's really easy to to commute that way. And then I get on the train at Triangan and then it takes me about, I'd say, I think 18 to 20 minutes to get to Lund. Yep. And from there, I then walk to my university buildings, which is another 10 minutes. Okay, so great. So really easy. Yeah, exactly. So no stress at all, really, no. to get to class. And yeah, you said a train comes every five minutes. That's that's just a really great summary of how efficient the train systems are here in southern Sweden. They, I mean, they're running all the time. And when, when you're coming back, I guess you just walk down to the station and get on a train, right? You almost don't even need to check when the exactly. train is going to leave. Awesome. And fun fact now about Mamo, because you mentioned that you cycle to Triangen. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always talk about how Lund is a fantastic place for cyclists. But Malmö is actually officially ranked the sixth most cyclable city in the world. Uh, I think... I'm not sure what's, I know Copenhagen and Amsterdam are Absolutely. a little bit yeah. above, but, but Malmo is really in that category. So there's cycle lanes everywhere, right? 
yes yeah. and they're separated from from the road traffic so it's really it feels really safe to bike at any time of day and there's usually street lights so it, it feels really safe and the um, cycle paths are actually wide enough to bike with people beside you or passing you so it, it doesn't feel crowded Nice. Yeah, that's really good to hear. And as we always say to all our international students, the first thing you get when you come to Lund probably should be a bike. Yes. So no matter if you live in Lund or Malmo, you're going to need one. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And you can take them on the train if you have to. If you have to bike somewhere in Lund that day, you can always take it on the train as well. Perfect. That's nice to hear. And I know also some other, it depends really where in Malmo you live, but I know also that uh, some other uh, students or staff who live closer to the Varnham area and if they're working or setting up at LTH they actually take the bus because that's a little mm -hmm. bit quicker but for anyone living around Malmo Central Station or Triangen then mm -hmm. the train is definitely your best option. Yes yeah. definitely. And um, there is also a slightly newer more developed part of the city uh, around like Vestrahamnen mm -hmm. and Malmo Central um, which you can get to quite easily by bike as well, right? Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, from, from us, it's about, I think, 15 minutes to get to Vestrahamnen, which is really lovely to walk around on the weekend. And uh, last year, some people, I think, even saw the northern lights from there um, in, <laughs> in the middle of winter when it was really dark, and we went out there as well. Oh, so nice. Which was lovely. Yeah. Okay, so you were the one of the ones who actually knew it was coming and you went out to yes. see it. Okay. Yes, <laughs> we knew it was coming, but I think, yeah. It was the other night before, so when we went out there, I think it was cloudy, but we will try again this year. Nice. Okay, because I remember I just saw it on the news and I was like, oh, mm -hmm. what was I doing the night before? But yeah. <laughs> but we there were a lot of people ice bathing, I guess you could say, who went in in <laughs> January and uh, went for a cold dip in the sea, which is definitely an option, but I prefer to combine that with the sauna. <laughs> nice. Yes, so that's a good point. Actually. There's a fantastic sauna uh, right by the beach in Malmo as well, which is uh, like very warmly referred to as Kalis. So uh, that's definitely as an experience that all international students should try going down to the sauna. Uh, have you been there? Yes, I nice. have been there, and we've been there with a with a group of international students. And for a lot of them, that was quite a new concept, quite a new idea to go to the sauna. So we all went together on a very frosty day uh, in winter, and. Um, yeah, it was really lovely to sort of warm up, just um, relax, take a break from study as well, and uh, then follow that up with a very cold dip in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you did the dip in the ocean and then back in the sauna? Yes, okay. so you repeat. We did it three times. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the faint-hearted, but no. <laughs> a classic Swedish experience. Definitely. Nice. Okay, and I mean, yeah, in the summer as well, down by uh, the beach, Reban and uh, West Harbour, uh, that whole part of Malmo comes to life, right? It really does. Yeah. So you see both, you see families with children, you see people playing volleyball, all sorts of other sports. I think there are lots of different sports fields along the beach as well where you can do everything, including, I think, mini golf or just go for a really long bike ride on the yeah on the cycle path that runs along the beach all the way to the Uresund Bridge, yes. which is really lovely for a scenic day out. Yeah, that's that's very true. It's it's like a completely different world down there in the summer, as you said. The volleyball, you can go paddleboarding. Mm. Uh, there's jet skiing. Um, the whole beach area just is full of people sunbathing. It's a really nice place to be in the summer months. And yeah, you can see the bridge to Denmark as well. Yes, you can. Yeah. 
And that's probably a topic for another pod going <laughs> going over to Copenhagen. But it's I mean it's right there and it's it's always a nice option as well. Um all right. Well, you mentioned you're living uh, in Malmo, and that's a top. Uh, housing is always a topic that international students want to hear about. So, uh, I also live in Malmo, as I've said, and uh, I've been an international student previously. So, I think we can help our listeners a little bit here. So, uh, what's the housing situation like for you? Do you live in student housing, private housing in Malmo? Um, so, in Malmo, I live in a rented apartment. Okay. Um, which I found online and. The reason I've I moved to, or one of the reasons I moved to Malmo is because it was easier to find an apartment there at the time than it was in Lund, and uh, yeah. Okay, nice. And I found it to be um, a bit cheaper than finding an equivalent-sized apartment in Lund as well, so that was another reason. Okay, two bonuses: a little bit easier to find and a little bit cheaper as well. So, I mean, of course, for all admitted international students, we do have mm-hmm. uh, the housing guarantee for those non-EU students who are admitted. So they are guaranteed to be given housing in uh, Lund as long as they apply on time. But for all other students, it's really good to know that Melmo is another option out there as well. And um, I'm imagining, I'm just going to take a guess that your, your apartment in Melmo might be a little bit bigger than... Uh, student accommodation in Lund, is that correct? Yes, it's a bit bigger <laughs> and it's definitely bigger than the room in a shared apartment that I had in the first semester. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, and I can really echo everything you're saying, Kim. I know uh, from a student and also staff perspective that it is a little bit easier to uh, find housing in Melmo just because it's a bigger city and there's a few more options. I guess the only negative side to that is you're not quite as close to class and student life. But as you said, that can also be a bonus if you want to have those other aspects of life which are not directly related to student life. All right, and Malmo also really has quite a lot of cultural diversity, as we've already mentioned. Um, Actually, I think uh, there's another interesting stat that only uh, about half of the people living in Malmo were not born in Malmo. So if you're an international student or uh, coming from another country, you're really going to find a very international atmosphere, just like Lund, I guess. And with that comes a lot of food options. So Mamo really does have quite a smorgasbord of options to choose from. Do you have some favorites? Well, it's definitely a foodie heaven. So just, I think, in the area where we live, there is, uh, there are, well, there's an Ethiopian restaurant, Italian, there is... Obviously falafel, you have to mention falafel <laughs> yeah. in Sweden and um, just just heaps of different options. Uh, I think I prefer the, the smaller cafes that are sort of tucked around the corner and you find yeah. them everywhere in Malmö as well that are just really cozy, sort of like a living room away from home when you want to get out for a while. Nice. So go and like do some study or yes. do some group work or some readings. Exactly. Nice. So yeah, I'm thinking yeah, there's there is uh, falafel spots in a lot of places in Malmo, so you really have your chance to explore those options and find your personal favorite as well. And I'm thinking of some of the cafes. Maybe you're thinking of around the Saint Knut area. There's some cozy ones, but yeah, I guess there's cafes everywhere as well. So it's really, there's really, I guess you really have some quite budget-friendly options as well. There are definitely Mm. some budget-friendly options as well. So I think depending if you want to go out with friends and just hit one of the neighborhood pubs, for example, (laughs) there are are those, there are some more affordable restaurants. There are also um, 
I guess some if you want to treat yourself maybe after was we did after the first semester we went out to some like a really nice place okay great and to treat yourself yeah that's awesome to hear and you find it pretty easy still to meet up with your friends even if uh, some of them are living in Lund like it's not a problem in any way I don't think it's a problem okay. in any way and a lot of them really appreciate the opportunity to come to Malmö as well so we often meet up there or I come to Lund or we go to another place in between like down to Lomma like, because it's so close to the beach as well when you mm -hmm. live in Malmö so it's just a train ride away as well but it's really easy to to get from one place to another I think it takes me about 40 minutes just to get to Lund to anywhere in Lund really yeah nice that's what so is yeah I mean for those listeners out there who live in a bigger city that's just like commuting from one part of a large yeah, city yeah. to the next yeah I think it's really hard to overemphasize how well-organized Swedish public transport is. I mean, everything's very sustainable as well. You can just get on your bike, go straight to the train station and then get to class very easily. And there are a lot of alternative options as well, depending where, where in Lund you want to go. Sometimes you might want to catch one of the buses, which will be quicker, but it always means that there are there are different options to choose one. So um, if you can't make it to the train for some reason, you can always catch the bus instead. And they're really just as well connected as the trains. Perfect, perfect. And now I have another question about living in Malmo as an international student before you came. So I'm thinking, um, what is? Are there any language barriers when you're trying to uh, I don't know, get around in Malmo or get set up in Malmo? How have you had? How have you found that experience? I have had absolutely no language barriers <laughs> living there, and I found that it does matter whether it's at the shops or whether it's interacting with um, the municipality or any kind of public agency that everyone speaks English and really fluently that there have been absolutely no issues also if, uh, when you have to um, file some forms or uh, apply for your passion number which all of you will <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really easy to do it in English okay great that's really good to hear because Lund of course is Uh, a university town very focused on the university so it's really nice to know that if you live in Malmo or even if you live in a smaller town outside of Lund that you're not going to have those issues and it's the same with with getting around I've noticed that on all the trains at all the train stations they have the announcement in English as well so if if something is cancelled or you have to change to a different track they announce this in English as well so you're not just going to be stranded there not knowing what what they're saying on the intercom Fantastic. Yeah. And uh, another fun fact as well, Triangen and Malmo Central stations are super modern. Um, I've actually never seen such a modern train station <laughs> before in my life until I came. I mean, you're from Germany, so you've probably seen... Um, They're definitely clean. They're very... I found that all the public transport, like the stations, the, the bus stops, it's all really clean. You don't really... In some other cities outside of Sweden, you might see like glass or a lot of rubbish, but here it's, I find it super clean and it feels really safe. Good, really good to know. And it's actually um, not too far down to northern Germany by the public transport yes. as well, right? So that's really, Malmo is really like a kind of a gateway as well to the rest of Europe. So you mentioned the Ottersons Bridge, it's only uh, about 40 minutes over there to Copenhagen and then down to the cities in northern Germany like uh, Hamburg. Uh, it's only about how many, how long? I think it's about six and a half hours. So okay. you first take the Udersons talk across to Copenhagen. From there, there's a non-stop train that 
run straight to Hamburg, which is super easy. Perfect. And so we're actually just as close to Hamburg here in the south of Sweden as we are to Stockholm, basically. Yes. <laughs> nice. That's, and that's another uh, really another huge bonus for, for international students, like traveling around, um, summer activities. Do, have you, have you uh, had any good summer tip activities for those students listening out there? I think definitely getting out, getting out into the Swedish countryside, whether it's to uh, the national parks, there's Söder Olsen, which is not far from Lund or Malmö, um, or going up to Stockholm and exploring the city and uh, Gothenburg as well. So just getting out, seeing more of Sweden is definitely my, my main recommendation. Nice. That's really good to hear. All right, so Kim, was there any final tips that we haven't covered today about living in Malmö as an international student? I think we covered it all. Perfect. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming in today, Kim. And I really hope that for those students, future students out there listening, that we gave some insightful info about living in Rome. So thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Lund University International Podcast. If you're interested in learning more about Lund University, you can go to our website, lunduniversity.lu.se. You can also follow us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and X, and you can chat with current students on Unibuddy. Don't forget to subscribe, and we look forward to bringing you a new episode very soon.